Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tattoos with Intention podcast. Just a quick note before we kick off. If you find any value in these podcasts at all, could you please go ahead and click the follow button? It'll help spread the conversations of intentionality and tattooing more than anything else you could do. My focus has been zeroing in on the importance of capturing exactly what it is that tattoos do for people. So a process-oriented perspective rather than what it is that tattoos are as an artwork or as a physical result. I convey this information the best I can in the Tattoo Pathway coursework, which looks like it's gonna have a pretty big year ahead. There's a revised round of that course that's gonna be happening at some point soon, so expressions of interest can be made via a waiting list that you can find at tattoopathway.com. In regards to this platform, I'm gonna be releasing one episode a month in 2024. This is part of my zero-cost commitment to provide you with information and conversations that are aimed to give you insights and tools that will be beneficial to you in regards to getting tattoos, doing tattoos, or generally perceiving the world of tattooing in a more meaningful way. So as I mentioned, give the podcast a follow, spread the word, and enjoy this episode. In today's episode, I'm interviewing Corey. He's been a client of mine for roughly a couple of years now. I've done a few client interviews so far, and the feedback has been extremely positive. And I think the reason for that is I get asked regularly, whether it's people that I'm just talking to or whether it's someone who's about to get tattooed or considering getting tattooed by myself, what's the tattoo process like? What's an intentional tattoo? What it is that I do with people? And the reality is that's really hard to explain, especially because it's not a cookie cutter experience. It's also one of the reasons why I've put so much time and energy into curating this course information. But these conversations with clients offer a really intimate and genuine insight because they're reflecting and sharing their actual tattoo processes with you, people that have been through it. It's from their mouth, not from mine. So thank you, Corey, for sharing and thank you for listening. I was going to say, how long exactly did it take? So it was 18 months and how many sessions? So over the 18 months, we got eight in total. So we're averaging it out at about every three months, I think, where we did to get, yeah. get away so like it landed in the right spots at the right time. And yeah, I think from when, when we first met each other, but too, I was saying to you with the whole taboo thing, I'd been sitting on it for almost seven years at that point. So I've been with my partner for about six and a half years. And looking back on our first date, because she's got a mandala tattoo on her arm and she's got quite a few tattoos now, but we were speaking in terms and I was like, oh, look, I'm really interested in getting some geometry work done. And I've been thinking about it for years. And that was, yeah, going back six and a half years ago. So that yeah. never worked at all. That was always in the forefront, but I didn't jump on it straight away. There's obviously a lot of artists out there, but nothing ever felt right. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you avoid getting any, like any tats before that though? Was it just not on your radar to get any until you thought about getting your sleeves? It was always on the radar, to be honest with you. But when I would look at other artists, nothing, like it just didn't feel right. Like it never really fully clicked. And then regardless of wanting the tattoos, I just didn't rush into it. I was like, oh, I'll wait till I have that sort of light bulb moment. And then as the years went by, like that desire to still have those markings were there. And then I came across your work and then I think we first touched base and that took a little while to even get 
get started with this with where things were with the pandemic and everything like that. So you were taking some time out and then, yeah, we, we got there. For me to even be in a position of sitting down with her and saying I wanted geometry tattoos is probably a couple of years before we even had that day that I was in that mode. So it would be close to 10 years almost. From when you and first then, thought about it until yeah. when you started getting your sleeves done. Exactly, yeah. So I'm going to say early 20s and then I was about 29 coming on 30 when we did our first session together. That's so good, man. It's such a good good amount of time in approach, letting it brew and then taking the steps when they feel appropriate and making it happen. No whimsical decision there. Okay. A couple of yeah. things that I want to ask to frame that up even more is what was your first impression of tattoos then? Did you say your old man had some tattoos and stuff or? Yeah. My old man has a couple. It's got his back done, you and his arm, like just patchy tattoos. I always remember being infatuated with them when I was younger and really wanting them. But yeah, like just the advice around it too was on par with that. Everyone was like, oh, don't rush into it. So I always had good advice, even from people that were heavily tattooed. Um, and when you're at that age, so I had a lot of mates rush into it and just get stuff done just off the wham and just be like, oh, this is what I've come up with. And then the next day they're getting tattooed, right? There was no intention behind it or anything, but I always just put it on the side burner just to see yeah. how I felt about it. I'm really glad that I did. And Look, there was more things adding up to that than just the, the aesthetic of the tattoo also. Yeah. Well, that's the next question. What ended up being your reason for wanting to get them done? So when I was looking into your work, I instantly was like attracted to it just from more than just the aesthetic alone, just mm. off the ethos and everything that you were putting forward, it felt more organic in the way that tattooing should actually be. Okay. So yeah. I had that moment upon seeing you and I was like, oh, this is it. You know what I mean? This is, it seems like it's done respectfully with intention. And that's like back to what I feel like tattooing should have been or is a right about. Yeah. So it was more like in opposed to saying this is the real specific intention of getting it. It was more that you wanted to be doing it in a way that felt right. Yeah. Like you wanted to get tattooed, but you're waiting for a moment where it felt like it was being done in a good way, in the right way. And then I guess the marking just becomes a result of everything that's happened before that point in time being acknowledged, really. If I was going through what I can recall in terms of what's in your sleeves, even though they're pretty, you know, abstract and pattern-based and it's like, it is, it's, it's a pretty pretty succinct little formula of the things that important to you. There's like some of the yogic aspects in there. You've got the Om and the Sriantra. There's that like ocean connection. You surf a lot. You spend a lot of time in there. We've got some pretty organic patterns that I guess would be representative of that layer, ocean, shell almost. It's interesting. It's like without any specific intention, it ends up being something that depicts your story in a way. I don't know you like super, super well become pretty close over the 18 months, but I'm sure there's probably a lot more to the story than I know as well. Yeah. That was the thing with it that I found interesting too, was even coming in, I guess the intention was wrapping up a period in my life, which was more than just like a moment. It was years, late teens, early twenties, mid twenties, the huge changes that you go through in that period all reflected in that work that we did in the 18 months of that sleeve where I was able to wrap up a whole chapter 
rather than just like a paragraph or a couple of sections in your life. So then and looking at the sleeves and the way they turned out, like you said, they are like a perfect representation of where I'm at currently and where I have been in order to get to where I am. A life graduation point. It's like you graduate from any type of study, right? Which you're heavily involved in right now. And so many of us have been just through elementary education and stuff. And it's life doesn't stop when you graduate. No. It wraps stuff up and you keep going. I think that time is there at around 30 years of age anyway, 27 to 30. You get to a bit of a cognitive development and like life path and you're just like, hey, I'm at this point now. I might have another 30 to 60 years to go. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky. So yeah, thing, man, like it, it wrapped up and it, it created its own meaning to based off the session that we did with that Sri Yantra on the left arm, the way that sleeve started to form together, it created one tattoo with the other tattoo because they're semi-symmetrical in the way that they look. So from a distance... It aesthetically looks the same, but as you get closer, it breaks down. But when we were discussing the Sri Yantra, so the symbol of it obviously is like the balance between masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting with the way that the sleeves played out is that with that left arm, as time went on, it started to get very directional and centered, which was to me like a good representation of the feminine. And then when we uh -huh. right arm, it was circular and expansive and more sun-like representing a bit of a masculine thing uh -huh. as they played out it, it was that balance between those two energetic forces that are at play within the body and from the fact of the semi-symmetrical thing and that's what i love most about it in terms of it's from a distance quite similar but then when you get up nice and close things are quite different in many ways yeah 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 so like for someone that hasn't seen your arms and i don't know if i'll put any pictures up of them yeah, because I haven't got anything healed, but maybe, I don't know. But if you were to look at Corey's sleeves, it's shoulder to wrist. Both sides have a very balanced and symmetrical template, but then the patterns that fill that template, complementary opposites. And and yeah, we started on the forearm with a Sri Antra. That's the first thing you came in with. And then on the other side, in that same kind of central point, we did the OM, right? That's right. Yeah. So they're both from your yogic study. That's where yeah. they come from, hey? Exactly, yeah. And the yogic side of it, you studied to be a yoga teacher, right? Or was it more for yourself? More for myself. So I've done, so I work as a trainer at the moment and I've done the stuff to teach yoga, but I still wouldn't classify myself as a yoga teacher. It's more just on terms of myself. So I'd gone to India and done all that sort of stuff, but it was all self-practice. I didn't really want to devote something that I enjoyed so much to making a career out of it and teaching because I felt like that was going to take away a bit from it and water it down for myself. That was a huge thing in, in my life and still is to this day. So yeah, when we touched in and that's where we started from and then everything started to work off of that and then we were able to incorporate surfing and elements of the ocean and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, so yeah. what landed you on that part of your path? Because it's obviously surfing would have come before the yogic thing. Yeah. But no, it's just being in proximity to the ocean and stuff like that. And leading into my adult life, I, I found that surfing and being in the ocean was extremely therapeutic. Balancing mm. and able to connect with the elements and the ocean and things that are bigger than yourself. 
But drawing that into tattooing, we never really even set out to make that a thing. It just started to land there. So these things were really intuitive. Making that sort of connection with you and being able to drop in in an intentional way, things were picked up and then brought to light. The tattoos just started falling where they were as if they were always meant to be there. Yeah, that's pretty common now. I find regardless of how much light is shone on the reason, right? Going into intention and talking about it with someone or not, like I'd say with yourself, it was pretty casual the whole time. We weren't super intentional in terms of sitting down and, and writing intentions out like I do with some people. Yeah. It was far more just, we were just having conversation and, and getting to know each other and talking about the things that were coming up that you did want to lay down. Yeah. And then, yes, if we reflect on it, it just correlates really well with what's happening in your life. Yeah. It was so easy. It was just so easy. Even putting everything on was easy. Hey, even like actually just putting stencils on and. Yeah. I don't think we ever had to redo a stencil from print. Just you'd print it and it would fit perfectly. Yeah. And about half of it was stenciled, half was probably drawn as well, hey? Yeah, just about, yeah. But even with the drawing side of things, it was unwavering. Whatever was drawn in was just, what was never changed really. It was just straight in there, which was yeah. like, yeah, you were, I remember you mentioning pretty rare. It doesn't happen too often. It's so different for each person. For example, yesterday. I did a first tattoo for someone. Oh, and so for people listening to I know we've mentioned a little bit, but he's got no other tattoos. So first tattoo, and we just moved into a process that went from first session to last session, maybe eight, eight sessions in a row, and he's got both his sleeves done. And for anyone out there that has large scale tattoos, you'll probably know that it's, that's a really smooth and seamless process for someone to go through. So that's representative, I think, of where you're at as well. When like things probably being quite in place for you and, and whatnot. But yeah, yesterday I did a first tattoo for someone and she's in a later stage of life and just hasn't done it before. And it was quite initiatory for her. And I think the tattoo took maybe two hours. Yeah. We spent 10 hours before we even started tattooing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably hard for you to imagine because it's just not like that when you come in. I don't know, yeah, we're straight into it, hey? It's 10 hours, man, of just yeah. talking and having to just hear and flesh out all of the things that were going on for her. Yeah. To get to the stage to be able to do it and then even starting and stopping, starting the tattoo, it started, and then things coming up and having yeah. to, like, work through them. So, like, polar opposite experience. That's one thing with, like, the intentional space is you've got to be able to meet someone where they're at. Yeah which is the big difference between just rolling into a studio. Cause if that was something that she needed, chances are, if she was just going into a studio off the street, she'd be as quick as many, if not quicker. Right. Oh man. I was thinking the whole time that I was there, she wouldn't be able to do this anywhere else. I don't yeah. reckon. Yeah. Even parts of myself in response to the process, like older parts, cause I've been in walk-in shops. I've been in private studios, I've been on the road, I've needed money before, so I've had to tattoo and I'm just not in any of those spaces anymore. I was like, man, I'm so glad she's landed here. It was like even a big process for her to get to my place. Lots of obstacles, wasn't smooth, but got there and then we could do that and the tattoo was good. It ended up being good. I'm like, okay, even that small little thing is super important. Say for yourself, it's like our first session was 
after the floods, so I didn't have a studio anywhere to work. So we worked at the Hammer and Quill in Austinville. Anton and Beck was super lovely to have us in there. And I think for you, with how smooth your process has been and where you're at, we could have done every session in a studio, no problem. Yeah, for sure. We didn't need to. It was actually really nice. We worked in a few different places and it didn't affect the flow at all. Not even remotely. Yeah. It always felt the same. And I guess that's the thing too with your person that you had yesterday. If you're treading the path correctly and you're really meeting someone where they're at, they're going to carry that with them more efficiently too, I think, post-session because with a lot of the work that I've had done with as easy as it's been, you're still open more than just the skin mm. after the session finishes. And people can definitely pick up on that, or at least I felt anyway. I know with my tattoo on my right shoulder, we got that done in winter. And where I work at the gym, I had just came back from our session, fresh. Working away, jumper on, and three different people came up to me and said, did you just get another tattoo done? And I hadn't told oh. them about that leading up to it. I hadn't shown them when I was there. It was obviously covered. But on some level, people are able to pick up that something's different in you. Three different people, irrespective of one another over the course of eight hours. Were they people that were close to you that know you well or? I wouldn't say know me well, just talk from work, yeah. friendly work talks. And they're pretty just straight down the line, regular people that were able to read in and intuit and pick up on that straight away. Man. Yeah. Thinking of her, like if you just throw it in and something's on and like you don't have that time to really reflect and space out and touch base like you have and then you just kicked out in the street and you're open energetically like that i think it can throw you a bit right yeah, and that's so common man that's honestly you're a bit of an anomaly in that sense not having to experience the more like baptism by fire in the tattoo world so maybe picking that apart too i think a little bit might be good so for people that haven't got any tattoos, what your approach is and stuff. Cause even from the outside watching you, especially once it came to you needing to travel a fair bit to get tattooed and stuff, it's not the tattoo. It's probably just you and how you approach things in your life. Maybe just going on a trip or anything that you do, you yeah. seem quite easy going and you've got things planned a step ahead, but not too far ahead. And it's always flowed well for you. Say you're coming to get a session done. What was your approach to that? How would you plan it up? How much space would you give, you, give yourself before and after and that sort of thing? I was intuiting into these things too and realizing like where things would fit. Coming into sessions, it never felt like I was pushing hard to get anything done despite how much ground we did cover. Mm. And each session that finished, I was looking how I felt and I was like, yeah, I can fit this in again here and we're able to just throw it in. And that kind of gave me a space to not only look forward to something, but have something that I'm half excited about thinking about what I want to put in. So they were always easy in that sense. It never felt like it was taking away from any part of my life. It was only like enhancing it, which was the bittersweet thing of wrapping up the sleeves. Cause I'd said like, all right, at this point, take a bit of time off retake stock and then touch base whenever in a couple of years and then we'll start moving on to back or torso or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Plan plans for the future. And I was like, take as long as you can. Then coming in that last session, I remember my body feeling like, all right, this is it. And you finished up two sleeves. Now just have a rest. Like it was a deeper thing than just my mind. So coming 
and speaking to you about that, you were like, yeah, take two, three years, whatever it is that you need before you start something big, being your backwards horse. So, and it was exactly where I was at. I was like, oh, just live in it. It's like doing a massive construction job. You've just built something. Just live in it. Going back to the energetic thing, like how long does that take to catch up? If somebody else from the outside can read in and see that something's been done on the body, that living in it's also going to take time for you, for other parts of your body and yourself to catch up and get used to having that work on you. Yeah, yeah. I talk about it with a few people, like the idea of something integrating. People are like, what do you mean? It's done. Why do you need to integrate? And sure, a lot of the time it might be a tattoo that's done and dusted within a session and you know why it's there and whatever. But when it's quite a large transformational process, using the, the cliche, cliche transformation, right? Caterpillar to butterfly. Before you get tattooed, you're this caterpillar that's wriggling around on a branch. You munch on leaves and stuff. And then you go in for this process and it's you're building up something around you and then you get broken down and you go through this thing and eventually you break out. And when you come out, you, d you don't know what you are yet. Mm. You got to be it for a bit. Like use your wings and get around and then you're like, oh, I'm not on the ground anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm like, there's actually a difference, but it takes a little bit of time for that to land. Even though there is an instant, there is an instant psychological layer that I don't know if you've got this same phenomena that's happened. Once you have them, it's hard to pitch yourself without them. You can't remember what it's like not to have sleeves or something. Exactly. Looking at them, it looks like they've always been there. That's a bit of script that I like, I want to hear come out of people's mouth. Oh, it's always, it feels like it's always been there or whatever it is. Then I know that we've done something that's pretty aligned because I'm used to hearing that. So it validates that we've done something good. Whereas you can also hear a very antithetical script come out of people's mouth. It, it feels like it shouldn't be there. That happens a fair bit too. So. Yeah. And I guess maybe that might have a lot to do with the kind of rushing into things. Cause if I did rush into anything, I might've been living in that space where it shouldn't have been. There. Yeah. And they're not rushing. I think that's one of the things I was trying to, to get at before. Whenever I, I see you say, I, you come into the studio, like a couple of times I've picked you up in town or whatever, mm. you're never rushing with anything. From what I've experienced, I don't know what it's like in say your work life or study or whatever, but you got that chill approach to a lot of stuff. A couple of times I've driven into town and without even trying to message you, I just see you on the side of the road, just walking along with your wheelie bag on the yeah. way to the motel yeah. or to get some food before you come over. So I think those layers before even getting tattooed, like you said, you make sure it, it's just, there's actually time for it, for a session and it fits and you're not putting any pressure or stretching yourself in any way. And then you almost give yourself like a whole day and a night, um, to leave the home or the everyday environment and arrive in the place where we're going to do a session. And mm. then we tattoo the next day. Yeah, that's right. And then you give yourself like a whole night and day to get back home again. So you've got these three stages where yeah. you're exiting your, your life and the world, and then you're arriving for the tattoo and then you're giving yourself a whole nother day to leave the tattoo space and arrive back home. Exactly. Yeah, that's always been the case, right? And I feel like no matter where things end up, if you move again later on down the track, I would take that approach no matter what. Whether it was the studio, whether it was a thousand k's away, whether it was two k's away. Like just to give yourself that time to sort of like, because yeah, it's a big process, right? Even a day session, you're covering a lot of ground. And we never really 
stayed on the surface level of things. Every time we got together, we always went pretty deep into it almost straight away. Like you're working with the body, you're touching on some pretty heavy things at times and expanding. So why rush back to things again? Give yourself that time and take a couple of days off out of your life in order to really soak those things up. Yeah, yeah. On that, moving away from the tattoo a little bit, the last session you were in, you pretty much came into the studio and we just instantly were talking about the concept of death, the reality of death. And you said that had been in your field a lot in the lead up because you'd been in, I think you, you were in the palliative care unit in the lead up and stuff too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So doing nursing at the moment or studying that and working in a hospital, just coming face to face with a lot of that. And I think we just touched on it just because it was, you know, you like, when you're in those spaces, sterilized, westernized it, and it's a medical approach can be so limiting. We touched base and we went into sort of the deeper esoteric meanings of these things. And that kind of reflected through on the taboo when we were drawing it too. Yeah, yeah. As we were discussing it, things started to come out that were matching what we were talking about, that were just flowing and intuitive. We ended up getting a skull, commentary skull. Do you still see that in there? Still see it in there. So funny, hey. You just can influence it very subtly. It happens. Yeah. How are you feeling about all of that? Completely pleased with it. And it wasn't that I was at ECs with it or anything like that. Like it was more or less just coming to terms with those things and thinking about it, but being able to touch into it in a way that kind of did provide closure, even though it was only a few weeks ago that we just finished that tattoo up, but it feels completely different now. Like wherever that stage was that I was in for a couple of months, feels like it's done and over, but then I've got that work there, which is still fresh. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll be able to look back on it and be like, oh, that's right. That was a part of this moment or whatever. Yeah. 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 Cool. And so I guess like we've touched on a lot of things that would be useful for someone listening in, but again, cause you're a bit of an outlier with your first tattoo, not mm. having any sort of waiting to like, you know, 30, 10 years brewing on it and then getting these larger scale works that are super balanced and harmonious. What else do you think that we haven't touched we could draw out that would be useful info, like tips or signposts for someone thinking about getting some work done, especially the younger generation, right? Yeah, for sure. And leave the time component plays a huge part, right? If you're in your 20s, there's no rush at all. Yeah. Like there's zero rush. So really spend your time to think about those things and put those things in place and then build comfort around it. I couldn't imagine anyone else doing sessions and being able to synchronize in the way that we do. So for people that are coming in fresh, just find that comfort and an artist, someone that you can trust because it is an intimate process and it's, yeah, it's something that you're going to carry with you for a long time. So time in approach and then finding someone that's aligned the appropriate person. Cause it, it might not be anything like what you and me are talking about. They could be very different type of person or whatever, but still, I think it's beneficial to make sure that the person you're getting tattooed by is aligned. It's someone that you actually click with, they hear you and, and what it is. And there aren't any, I don't know, sticky points. There's nothing in your interaction with them that doesn't, doesn't work. I, I, I honestly feel like that's probably the most important thing, man. Because yeah, the process itself has to involve a lot of trust, has to, and comfort in that place. 
I've heard too many stories of people that have just got tattoos or people that don't really want to be there, maybe they're grumpy or hungover from the night before and they're just coming in and trying to hammer out a tattoo as quickly as they can. But it seems like a lot of those times when the people tell me about the tattoo, even though they seem like they're happy with it, you can tell that interaction interferes with how they view that tattoo moving forward. So like definitely just find that comfort and no rush whatsoever. Like we said earlier, when we started, I reckon it was pretty close to about 10 years in total of just being stuck on one thing before we even moved in to actually breaking skin and putting stuff down. So 10 years is a decent amount of time. Yeah, I reckon it'd be a challenge for people to wait that long. That'd be a big challenge. Totally. You're always going to romanticize about getting this or that and thinking about it and that skipping rope thing you do when you're a kid where you're like, I'll throw myself in and you're just sitting on the sidelines waiting for it. But now with the hindsight that I've got, so glad that I did because, yeah, if it was anything earlier, even if we tattooed a day before each one of our sessions or a day after, the tattoo is going to be different. It's just influenced by time and being in the right space and everything's landed, it wouldn't matter any other way. Yeah, I think that you're talking to a layer of being very tuned in to your environment and yourself anyway. So there's that layer of it. If people are, are doing that, it's probably going to happen a lot easier. And that's not going to be the case for everyone. What about financial side of it? Being in a place where it's not a stretch financially. Because tattoos aren't cheap. There's high value on them that way. That's like another part of the input. It's time pain and there's like the resource of getting it too. I know for myself, when I started getting my sleeve done, I wasn't in a place to be able to go through the whole sleeve. I didn't have the money there or anything. And it took a really long time because I had to like in between sessions, try and scrounge coin together, being an apprentice at the time and stuff. How much did that factor into you, your readiness and stuff as well? Is it something that you were able to just allocate it again without any stress and it be easy to do was it a bit of a sacrifice to in this 18 months to get there responsibly allocated i never really had to alter other factors in my life in order to finance tattooing which is something that i reckon is pretty important if you are going to have to sideline huge components of your life in order just to get work done probably need to work out those other things first yeah yeah because that's, yeah, you're not in a good space already or where you want to be and you're just budgeting everything. Like I know money, especially now is tight for people, right? So everyone's yeah, yeah. budget in some respect, myself included. But yeah, if you're coming in worried about money or thinking, oh shit, like I bottomed out on getting a birthday present for someone or whatever so I could get a tattoo. Yeah, it's probably, you don't yeah. want to be doing that. So I guess it's more in terms of, we did the three months thing, which is great. But if it has to be six months in order to finance yourself through them, so be it. If it has to be a year, then so be it. Yeah. But it's coming in clean. I think that's right. You don't want to have any negative attachment to it where you're feeling stressed. I've even had a couple of people I've tattooed and I didn't realize they didn't have the money, so they borrowed it. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, this has happened a couple of times. So not a lot, but or maybe a couple of times that I know of. I don't know. It's not everyone's going to. Yeah. Especially early years of tattooing when I wasn't getting as close. Yeah. People don't disclose everything. Mm. But a couple of people I've got close with, it's come out later. They were like, oh yeah, I borrowed a little bit to get this. And I was like, oh, okay. And then not, not projecting anything, but just paying attention and observing things. 
looping back to the integration piece, I was like, oh, I think they might've got something too early or like before they were ready to have it finished or whatever. And they are catching up with it in a way. Yes. That could be a sign that things just aren't right. If the money's not there and you've got to stretch hard to get it, then maybe that's a good sign that, all right, now this is one reason why now might not be the best time to get it. Yeah. And we're getting a little bit metaphysical, going, like drawing correlations between things that are material and quote unquote, not being ready for some reason, but I'm observing those things all the time. It's just, I can't avoid it. So I'm seeing that. And then it makes me think back onto the street level of tattooing. They have all these afterpay things now and stuff as well. Really? Yeah. There's like ink pay and oh, all no. these break your, your $300 tattoo down into 30 payments and whatever. And it's like a mortgage for tattoos. Yeah. It? I was like, whoa, I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing too. I think in terms of integration post tattoo, you get all this work done and having something linger over you that you still owe it something. Yeah. What if you're defaulting on that thing and you're wearing it? Yeah. Crazy. Start right? burning a hole in your arm. They'd come and take it back off you. Yeah. <laughs> <Get it. laughs> to answer your question, I never stretched hard with finances in that respect, it never impacted it, which was nice. Like I couldn't imagine that being the case, but if you are in a position like that, then yeah, just take stock. It's another reason to think of where you're at and where things fall. I guess too, maybe some people feel pressured to get a heap of stuff done quick. Yeah. Especially in studios. Like I've spoke to people and they're like, oh, you got to smash it out and get a session every three or four weeks in order to finish a sleeve or whatever. And I've been like, oh, I can see that being a huge financial impact is what you're going to have to clock out like a bit of money in a short period of time. Whereas if you're spacing it out, gives you time to save, gives you time to yeah. organize important components of your life and fit that in. Yeah. So again, it comes down to the artist you land with too, yeah. depending on what position you're in, because for a lot of artists, especially really capable, like really good artists, high tier artists, they want to finish work that they start. Because yeah. it's an artwork, even down to some really world-class artists, you pay them for a sleep but straight up, give me 10 grand, I'll do your arm. Warm around it. You know, there's those situations. Whereas, and I get it, having done the artist thing in the past, you put a lot of time into drawing a whole backup. It might take you a week to draw something and then you outline it and the person doesn't come back for five years or gets it finished somewhere else. It's a bit of a hit to the artist ego. Yeah, of course. Which I've said to you before, I dropped that hat. I don't wear the artist hat. Even with your pieces, we didn't know what they were going to look like. We had no idea. Yeah. They look great, finished, but we had no idea where it was going to land. No. And part of that is me letting go of, of it. Mm. And then I think that allows the person I'm tattooing to let go of it too, because I'm not stressed about where it's going. Yeah. And I guess too, being a person that's not very art minded in that respect. I can't see where these things are going at all. So that requires a heap of trust. Yeah. You trusted it though. Yeah, absolutely. I'd look at tattoos in between sessions and have zero idea of where it was going, but to be totally okay with it and be like, oh, look, it's going to be sweet. Yeah. That's trusting. If you don't trust an artist from that point, you're going to be carrying in a lot of anxiety coming into those things being like, oh shit, what's it going to look like? How's this going to turn it out? And You'll probably end up dictating a bit of that too, and it'll cause like a little bit of a clash with an artist, I would imagine. So, could do for sure. Yeah, it could do. Yeah, I was thinking these different classifications, like um, within tattooing on the artist side this morning. I was talking to Jay about it on the drive in, 
And I was like, there's the tattoo. Again, this was triggered by my session yesterday where it was 10 hours of not tattooing, but working really hard with someone. And I was like, there's the tattooist, which is like the space that I started tattooing in that a lot of people experience where you go into a shop and a tattoo artist is someone who's capable of turning an idea into a tattoo and making it like not suck, but they're not too hung up on this is my artwork. So they're a tattooist. It's like the traditional tattooist role. And there's obviously some that are really good and some that are bad. So that's like the tattooist. Then there's the tattoo artist, which is that tier of they're really accomplished artists that use the craft or the medium of tattooing on the body. And so people come to them and they don't usually have the design or anything to give them. It's just, I like your art. And then the artist goes, okay, so this is a canvas. They're paying me and they'll do a sleeve or a whole body or a whole back. And they're attached to it as a, their project as well, because they want to get a photo and portfolio and it's part of their body of work. And then I was like, so what am I doing? And so I've had those two experiences, but then I've also had this experience within the personal development space and digging into soul, spirit, deeper aspects and having to be taken on a process with someone in that domain, someone who ends up like guiding you. And not that I've had to do a lot with you. Like I said, it's been super smooth, but in other situations, I'm going to say there's the tattooist, there's the tattoo artist, and then there's this guide aspect. And so I think in bigger processes like yours, where it's like multiple sessions, you start at one spot, you transform, you end up somewhere at the end of it. It's more like a tattoo pathway and I'm sort of facilitating more like a guide that's tattooing, using yeah. tattooing to guide a bit of a process. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah. Which I think, like you were saying, is probably echoing things that were done long before the tattoo art thing. Yeah, no, I'm in agreement with that for sure, man. Never had that component to it of the feeling like it was a, a thing for you. Either. Like, yeah, it was very open in that sense. It, it, it worked well, man. I feel like from the start, it was always well synchronized. We just had heaps of moments where we were just able to meet up at certain points and didn't feel like it was a process for you or in order to bolster anything on your behalf. So it was really nice. Yeah, it worked well. Worked well. Thanks for, for your time, bro. I'll talk to you before we end up doing some tattooing, I reckon. Give that a good five, ten years, mate. Get yeah. married, have a family, do some living. But yeah, I know, um, right? Lots of appreciation and, and respect and love to you, bro. And we'll chat again Likewise, soon. Man. Thanks for making Looking some time. Anytime, man. It was lovely to speak to you. There you have it. Thanks, Corey. Appreciate you sharing your insights and your tattoo story so far. For anyone that's listening, I'm sure there was some useful takeaways there, some useful reflections. If you want to add to the conversation, you can head to the Tattoos with Intention Facebook page. I'm active there, so you can have a chat with me or anyone else that's been listening. And if you're interested in doing the course, head to tattoopathway.com. You can put your name down on the wait list. That'll be available some point early this year. It's going to be super high value and I'm sure very enjoyable to participate in. All right, catch you next episode.